Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, I'm Sophie Ellis-Bexter and welcome to Spinning Plates, the podcast where I speak to busy working women who also happen to be mothers about how they make it work. I'm a singer and I've released seven albums in between having my five sons aged 16 months to 16 years, so I spin a few plates myself. Being a mother can be the most amazing thing, it can also be hard to find time for yourself and your own ambitions. I want to be a bit nosy and see how other people balance everything. Welcome to Spinning Plates. Hello, darlings. And if you're listening to this on the day of publication, then happy Halloween. Uh, we have just, well, I'm in the last bit of half term. I'm speaking to you from the past. It is Thursday. And Richard has been away on tour for nearly two weeks. And I didn't really make any plans for half term. And so I decided just to invite, well, let the kids have as many different friends over as possible. <laughs> I've sort of been running an unofficial hotel. Tonight we've got another two kids coming for a sleepover, which will bring the grand total of people I've had since Saturday to 17. 17 different people who have stayed the night in my house since Saturday night. It's actually been pretty fun, but also a little bit bonkers at times. Um, and today I've been really gentle with myself because I was doing all the cooking and all that stuff. And I was like, right, today is just going to be easy route, you know, soup for lunch, that kind of thing. It's been good. And tomorrow night I'm going to see The Feeling at Shepherd's Bush Empire, which I'm looking forward to because I think the tour sounds like it's been going really well, so I can't wait to see that. And then I'm getting ready for my big trip. I leave to go to Australia next week for fortnight, so that's quite a big deal. Oh, and we've also got a birthday next week. My fourth boy, Jess, he will be seven on Thursday, which reminds me, I really must update the beginning of this podcast because I think I still say I have children aged between one and 16, which is <laughs> so not true anymore. Aged between three and 18, get it right. Anyway, uh, it's actually been a beautiful day. Again, 19 degrees or something strange. I mean, 
it's actually been really lovely but it does feel kind of different for October and um, so we've been lots of playing in the garden lots of playing in the park and oh I saw a few podcast people this week I saw like old you know guests we've had I had saw Dorno Porter this week who was last week's guest she just brought her book out so went to that last night well in the evening early evening came back for bedtime don't worry I haven't been going out and then oh noisy motorbike and then at that party was also Helen Thorne I don't know if you remember we did that chat. Oh, quite near the beginning, actually. A really brilliant chat. And Helen's one half of Scummy Mummies. And I met some other amazing women there who I think would make great guests. And this week's guest is completely lovely. I mean, it's actually sort of one of my favourite conversations to record because this week I spoke to... So this week's guest is Kimberly Walsh from Girls Aloud. Um, and we've known each other sort of, you know, we're not super well, but enough well to always say hi and have a nice friendly chat. But we just had a really lovely conversation and I guess it was that nice thing of having enough in common that there were lots of reference points, but also there was lots of stuff that I was curious to learn more about. So it's a really nice chat. And also Kimberly was really gorgeously open with me, I think because she was in what she referred to as the emotional hangover from having had a big fundraiser for Sarah Harding two nights previously and Sarah had really sadly died cancer just over a year ago they did this amazing fundraiser where they raised all the money they intended to for medical research plus some extra which is going to go to a good cause as well so really impressive stuff but I think it brought a lot of stuff to the surface as it would uh, so we spoke about that we spoke about grief while you're raising young family we spoke about what it's like to be in a girl band we spoke about what you do after you've been in a girl band love of music, childhood. It was a really lovely chat. And at the end, after we finished recording, I got to meet her baby. So she's got three little boys and the eldest of him is only teeny tiny. He's only one. And I got to meet him. He was very cute. Oh my goodness. So that was nice. I'm always happy to do chats where I also get the bonus of meeting the baby. And yeah, really enjoyed it. And so the series is kind of drawing to a close. There's only one more week after this. And I know I say it all the time, but please have a think about who else I should be speaking to. I've already got a good list brewing and some good ones booked in, but, I, you know, I love hearing your suggestions. Anyway, I will leave you in the, in the very calming presence of Kimberly and, uh, and I, because Kimberly's voice, very soothing, really liked it. So, yeah, I think this is going to make you all nice and chilled. See you on the other side. This morning, as I was walking back towards my house to then come and see you, I was like, this is a good day because all of the kids are where they're supposed to be, which doesn't always happen. Like, uh, you know, maybe I might get one that says, oh, my tummy hurts. I've got a sore head and tries to get out of school or something. Yeah. So when I've actually got all five, like actually where they're supposed to be. But I guess you always have a little one at home, don't you? I do at the moment. Yeah. Which is actually really nice. I'd feel quite redundant, I think, if I didn't have one at home. I know I've got to stop having them because I feel like it's time. Um, but I do always just crave that baby stage again. I know, it's quite addictive, isn't it? And it's very visceral, the baby thing. That's what I always say to my friend. Like, the thing about babies and little ones is you know the weight of them. You know, like, the way they feel yeah. and the way their skin, oh, you know, know, it's all yeah. of that. <laughs> it's it a very is. physical interaction. It is. <laughs> Yeah. And how was your weekend? Because you had your benefit for yes. Sarah, the Primrose so, Ball. Yeah, we had we had our Primrose Ball, which has been like, gosh, nearly a year, to be honest, in preparation. Um, it went amazingly well. Like, 
on the night, it just felt so amazing that we'd actually got to that point and we actually managed to raise enough money to cover the research project that her doctor was doing, um, which was her one kind of wish that she asked us to do before she passed away. So that's amazing. But we also raised a little bit extra as well for the hospital that looked after her. So they're going to try and find a really lovely little project um, to put that money into. So amazing, but it was just so kind of emotional on so many levels. I mean, her mum was there. So many people that worked with us throughout that intense time, you know, being in a band for like 10, 15 years, that family... A lot of them were there and I think it just really threw everyone like those emotions coming back. So to be honest, it was really a, a night that I don't think any of us will forget, but it's incredible that we've done it. And I do think she would have absolutely loved it. She would yeah. have loved it all being about her. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was laughing saying she would have loved her name being that big. She would have loved that picture of herself. And I'm like, she would. And, <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully she would have been proud of us. I think she would be really proud and it's I'm thinking maybe that might have contributed to why you feel quite so exhausted today. I think I think so. It's a lot. It's a bit of an emotional hangover. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's good. It's mm. all positive. We tried to, you know, turn it around as much as we could and it's been really nice actually to have that focus. I'm actually a little bit worried for the next kind of year because we don't have so much to focus on, so we have to kind of deal with it really a little bit more. But, I mean, that's grief, isn't it? You just, just go through that. these stages. It's very much the nature of grief. And mm-hmm. actually, you always think, what am I going to do when it's not there? But then you kind of need that time when you haven't got the project as yeah, well sometimes. I think so. Just to let things sit and let the feelings come and go. Yeah. But I loved the fact that you had people performing your songs. Oh, it was. That was genius. It was epic, actually, because we were like, we knew that, other people would kind of want a bit of the essence of Girls Aloud. Mm. And, you know, we had so many people saying, are you going to perform? And honestly, it's just too raw for us. There's just yeah. no way that we could stand up there and start singing our songs without our just no, no desire to do that whatsoever. Yeah. And so actually Peter Lorraine, who I know you know, who's um, was really involved with the band and helped us massively to mm. put this gala on, was like, well, let's just get other people to do them. That is so clever. And so we had like Ollie Alexander singing The Promise and Call the Shots and bless his heart, he'd gone full choreography. I saw on, on yeah. the, the post. He's brilliant. like, he's an actual fan, which I think <laughs> is just amazing. He rearranged his whole diary to do it for us. Bless him. And so we just, yeah, we were loving it. And Will was amazing singing Stand By You. That was an emotional moment. It was like you could hear a pin drop in that room. I was like... We put him under so much pressure as well because Chrissy Hind was supposed to sing and then she got COVID, literally. We called him the day before. Um, and then Ricky sang Love Machine, Ricky Wilson, and also um, I Predict a Riot, which was a massive song for us on tour. We always did it <laughs> and it just reminds me of Sarah so much. She used to love like going for it. It was her in her element. So yeah, it was. those were the real like happy little highlights of the night and I think we... We needed that. Yeah. And I suppose as well, if you've had a chapter in your life like being part of Girls Aloud, it must be all the more poignant now that it's sort of a complete moment in time that cannot be recreated. No, I know. Exactly. That is so true. It does feel like that. Yeah. It's kind of put a bit of a full stop. Um, 
But I do think that night was actually really important for for so many of us, not mm. just as girls, you know, people, her real, real close friends and family that lived through that time with us. And as I said, like songwriters, people that were part of our kind of GA family, I think they all needed it mm. to get it sort of, I don't know, just to kind of help them to move forward, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, so and I think good. it's always really powerful as well when you get all the people in the room and feel that that purity of that love for yeah. someone and celebrate them in that way mm. and let the feelings come and go. But everybody there is just, everybody's heart is that bit closer to the surface yeah. in their life. It's quite powerful all that, it was, isn't it? It was very powerful. Yeah, well, I think from what I saw, it looked like you did an amazing job of really making it all about her and yeah. positive and moving and ultimately reach well beyond your goal, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, exactly, which is, is the cherry on the cake, really. Yeah. And I was thinking, because when you were going through all that with Sarah, like when mm. it was like, the, you know, the bit where she was really ill, you must have been having your baby then as well. It was the most horrific time in, in, in some ways for me personally, because um, shortly after I think I found out she was poorly, I got pregnant again and I almost didn't didn't want to tell her. Like, yeah. oh God, I'm getting really emotional thinking about this actually, just because in reality, I kind of knew she's not going to have any kids. Like she isn't going to be able to. And she always asked me about the boys all the time. And um, I didn't tell her for a while and I, I knew it was weird because I was like, I should call her and tell her like it's amazing news and I just worked it up and I think I just thought oh no I can't I can't I just can't tell her at this moment and then Sarah being Sarah just called me up and she was like hey I just seen you're having another one <laughs> like are you all right and I was like yeah I know oh sorry you know and I was so embarrassed of myself for not just calling her but I just couldn't bear to like give her an another moment of pain if that made sense it, you know just t kind of telling her that but she was just amazing she was like my mom's just seen a picture of you I can't believe you're pregnant again da -da -da -da. um and so I facetimed her and we had a long conversation and I felt so much better but she's she was she was amazingly strong like it just blew me away because honestly in the band I, I I don't know if I really saw the strength in the same way I saw all of her vulnerability and all of the other sides of her and I don't know if I even gave her enough credit for the strength that she did have because when it actually came to it it was mind-blowing really um anyway once I'd got over that yeah I had the whole pregnancy obviously um seeing her and speaking to her a lot and she was amazing and she did speak to me about about that you know about the fact she wasn't gonna have kids and we just were really honest about it and when she came finally came down and met the baby and spent some time with the boys she was she was actually loving it like she was and asking all these questions and oh, I just it it completely broke me but um so so grateful that I had that time and the kids had that time. Like when I talk about it, they know exactly, you yeah. know. And yeah, they did see much more of the poorly Sarah, actually. 
just because of the timing. But I mean, kids just take it at face value. They just were like, that's the mad Sarah, isn't it, that you tell me about? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that's crazy Sarah. Um, Having them know who she is is really important, isn't it? It was, it really was. It's so, it's weird because none of the girls allowed you is they're not interested because it's way before their time and you know what kids are like I do if they weren't alive they're like I don't care like (laughs) who cares what you did then I wasn't even here (laughs) but now they get it more and they know they know like they do they understand you know what happened so yeah and I completely understand as well what, what you're saying about feeling like you didn't want to tell her because there's a kind of this is such a traumatic juxtaposition when there's a, you know babies always represent yeah. the future and and purity and good things mm-hmm. new new beginnings yeah and when you're dealing with something which is coming to an end that's like the, the juxtaposition of that is just totally so painful yeah it really was and we're the exact same age there's three days between us we've done every birthday together and we'd spoken about like we, you know we'll do our four tips together. I was like, I'll just organise a big party and then you can come. And she just, she didn't make it. Like, I really thought that she she might. Um, so it's really tough. But I mean, to be honest, even at the gala, at the ball the other night, a lot of her friends and family were, because so, I took the baby to the funeral, not to the actual service, but to the wake because he was a baby I was still breastfeeding I was like mm. I can't leave I'm not going to leave him but they were all saying like that him being there kind of saved the day a little bit for them they were like we just needed it so much like yeah. he was literally like a past the parcel at the, yeah. <laughs> you know just giving everybody that like you say that little feeling of of hope and yeah that just warmth that a baby brings and yeah, and it's life as well. It's, it's a continuation life, it of life. Is. And that's actually, I know what you mean, because sometimes you feel like having kids at those events feels, oh, no, we need yeah. to just have the formality. But actually the things that break it, as you say, like people go towards it like a beam of light. Yeah. Like, okay, give me the small person, give yeah. me the baby so that I can kind of think about things that are yeah. about tomorrow. It's it's a, it's a it, We need that comfort, I think. Yeah. But I'm really sorry you've been through that, Kimberly. I, mean, yeah. I can't really imagine. Because obviously you and I, we've sort of, you know, seeing each other over what well, must be getting oh, on for like 20 years. A lot of years, I know. I'm trying to give <laughs> too much away, but yeah, a long time. But I'd always, when we were both at Polydor as well, I'd always be thinking like, what's it like if you're actually in a band? I've never mm. had that thing of being in a girl group. And no. what's the, what do you think is the biggest difference between my, me being like doing it on my own and you yeah. having that group? I mean, I personally, <laughs> I think that it's so much do you know what? It's easier in loads of ways to be in a group and then obviously way harder <laughs> with the logistics <laughs> the and dynamics. trying to work stuff out. Yeah. Um, complicated people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, it's just deeper than just a friendship. It, mm. It's because of the intensity of it. Yeah. So like, you know, you might not get on with, as in like, you might not want to spend your time with that person on that particular day, but you don't have a choice. It's almost like family. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. well, this is just like a sisterhood and, uh, some days your sister annoys you, but they're still there. <laughs> and it gets to the point where you can speak honestly as well, like you would with a, like a sibling and just be like, oh, do you know what, please, you're really annoying me today. <laughs> just, you know, let's not go there. And I liked having them around all the time. Mm. I really liked it, but I'm from a big family. So, you know, to me, 
it's quite normal to have that. Yeah, I guess that. that's an advantage, actually, because you're one of four, aren't you? So I guess yeah. you, you're used to that chaos and all the yeah. different personality types. Yeah, yeah. So you're used to being able to, like, just hang back and figure yeah. out. And apparently, actually, kids from big families are um, really good at assessing, like, emotional... They get an emotional maturity sometimes because they get good at a quick read yeah. of a situation that when you walk sense. in a room. Yeah, so you probably find that to yeah, your advantage yeah. as well. It probably do. <laughs> Um, and also, there's always somebody to kind of pick up the slack as well if you are having a bad day. Like, if you're a solo artist and you've got to do a 20 interviews in one day and you just don't really feel like speaking, <clears throat> you've got to suck it up and just get on with it. For us as a group, if on that particular day someone just wasn't on a good day, then the rest of us are like, don't worry about it, we'll just, you know, we'll mm. cover it. And there's a, there's a lot to be said for that, like you've got that support basically the yeah. whole time. That sounds nice. I yeah. quite like the idea I always thought it, see, it looked hard to be a solo artist and I know obviously Cheryl did both and I think she kind of loved it when she came back to yeah. the group. Yeah, because I think going from that to then on your own is a different thing as well. Yeah, true. that's true. You look side by side. You know, like, yeah, you feel yeah. like naked. Just me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think... Um, from the outside looking in, being particularly part of a girl group, it just seems like you're like very empowering and kind of like you come off stage and you've all just shared an experience. Yeah. That's the thing you don't really get on your own sometimes. I mean, obviously I have my band, but yeah. everybody's got their own role. Yeah. Whereas with that, you're all sort of trying you're to do the same, the same thing. Yeah. thing. Yeah. Plus choreography. Hello. That's and, fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny, actually, we've been playing so much of your music this weekend because um, I was playing... Um, all of your tracks on Saturday, just like when we were in the garden and it was a nice day. Mm. And my three-year-old Mickey, he really latched on to, well, he loved all of it, but particularly um, the song Something New. Oh, really? Yeah, and he does, he's calling it his song. Oh, I must I have heard it. Baby. I've literally, I think we've gone into double figures. We keep putting it on on a loop. Oh. We had to set up all his little um, superheroes as an audience, but with a little walkway through the middle. Yeah. And we just had to keep watching him performing oh, to it. So. That's so cute. <laughs> I feel like I need to see video evidence of this. I, I might try that actually on Nate because <laughs> I'm constantly just trying to find the next song that just gets mm. him going because you know this age, like, he's teething at the moment so he's a bit like a bear with a sore head so once he realizes I'm not distracted anymore I'm like oh, what else can I do right music <laughs> let's do some dancing and I'm I'm gonna try maybe I'll try some of our songs and what about work things what are you up to at the moment with your work stuff um so I still present on morning live which mm. is obviously in Manchester now and then like you went tricky. and started yeah. doing that when he was still really tiny yeah Again, it's one, that's one of those things where you just don't choose when these things come about, do you? No. And I've been really hoping and trying to get into a bit more presenting just because, in general, that works better around the kids. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the opportunity comes when he's, like, four months old. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good at saying no now to things that don't really work for my family. But... I knew that it would be a really, really good thing to do for for myself and to give me confidence to go on and do more presenting because I've not done it for so long. And mm. I thought, you know, a live morning show that moves quickly like that is going to be almost like the quickest training I could ever I was have. I going to say, it's kind of everything, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I said yes, didn't I? And um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. My babies don't sleep. I mean, I don't know if if it's me or all the fact that they're boys I think when you're breastfeeding it's hard but when they're like up to six months forget it I'm up every couple of hours oh, like literally I and I'm a, I, I am quite soft so it's like okay 
But so many of those shows I did on literally like two hours sleep. I mean, it was insane. When I look back now, I'm like, I just don't even know how I did it. <laughs> and weirdly, at the time, my older sister had a baby a month different. And every time she'd see me on there, you know, fully made up. up, like, morning, everyone. She'd literally <laughs> message me like, what the hell? You were texting me like, he was up all night. Because I'm like, like, there texting her in the night. Yeah, I had about an hour. What about you? And then she's seen me and she's like, you're not okay. I don't know how you're doing this. But I think some sort of like survival mode kicked in because yeah. I kind of knew this, this is a really good thing. Let's just get on with it. And now I'm like, I don't. No, I don't think I could do that now. So how could I do it then? It's weird, isn't it? It's funny that I think there's a sort of strange adrenaline, though, that comes when you've got a very little baby, actually. Yeah. To get you through probably the fact that you don't have much sleep I full stop. so. So you get that sort of adrenalised thing of like, come on, just power through. Yeah. And then, yeah, when you look back, you're like, that looks absolutely exhausting. Yeah, like, that, that looks <laughs> like something I couldn't do now, so. I, I like the idea of your sister as well, looking at you thinking, yeah. okay, I don't even desire that. So it's not <laughs> yeah, no, like, she was not like, envious wow, at all. Wow, girl, you're, it's like, <laughs> why are you wearing heels? Yeah, she's literally like, I don't, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But actually, I, I do, I love the show. Yeah. Um, so I was gutted that it it was moving up to Manchester. And so I started off doing like one show a week. And then that that sort of started to feel a little bit too much just with other work commitments that I had. So now I'm doing like every other week. And do you know what? They're amazing. They kind of have all these like mothers filling in. And so you can just be quite honest and be like, do you know, it's a bit too much for me at the moment. Like I had a few other things going on for a few weeks and I said, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to, you know, not come up for the next couple of weeks because I don't know about if you feel like this, but I kind of look at my week, depending how much work I've got, and then I look at everything else that's going on, like mm. personal stuff, stuff the kids have got, and I just kind of know when it's going to be too much. Yeah. And I'm not one of those, might have done like five years ago, but now I'm just not willing to push the family to that point you know where yeah. they're like oh is mommy not here you know yeah and I just don't want them to feel like that yeah that's I probably sometimes take it a bit too far it's I think. hard yeah to know what's right but if I found that it makes me feel anxious and I don't enjoy the stuff I am doing because I'm just worried that there's too much else coming up that week yes I know exactly what you mean and I think like my youngest has now got to the point where he'll say are you sleeping with me tonight which means you putting me to bed yeah and, right. he, and he asked me and then the other night he got in our bed um and in his sleep he was going work work oh, God. do you have work <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah so they yes. know how to pull the <laughs> so, <laughs> I think um obviously there are loads of working mums who do way more hours than me but I think it's the fact that my work's irregular that yeah. leads them to constantly question, are yeah. you home tonight? And what about tomorrow night? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so it's just, it's unpredictable. It is. Um, but it's the only life we know, so I've just had to sort of say. Yeah, of course. Here we are. Here we are. And and they were, <laughs> and that's all that they know as well. Mm-hmm. And they, they probably get loads more of you at other times, you know. Yeah. So I do think our job in a lot of ways is a privilege because I do feel like I don't miss that much. You know, I'm not yeah. a mum that has to leave and get to the office by nine o'clock every day and you know I don't miss class assemblies I don't really miss stuff like that yeah so you know you kind of swings and roundabouts a little bit it's true small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes 
flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com But I, I, do, I did want to ask you about when you were doing musicals because that's... Yeah, now that that commitment is huge, right? That's big. Yeah, that so is, that is really big. Eight, no, it's not eight shows a week, is it? Yeah, eight shows a week. It's eight shows a week. So, um, so the only musicals that I've done since having children have all been short runs. Okay. So when I did Shrek, I did like eight months, but that was before I had children. And so after that, I knew I can only ever do it when I can like really see the end of it. You know, yeah. just think right, you can power through for three months and then. So uh, the first one I did was Elf when Bobby was like 18 months. So he was a pretty good sleeper actually by then. You know, he was quite mm. settled and, you know, Justin's amazing with them. So I was like, okay, I can do this. Although I actually hated not putting him to bed every night. I, I did. I hated yeah, it. That's tough, isn't and it? I hated it. I FaceTimed them at bath time every night while I was like getting ready. Um, and as much as it was a nice relief because it's every night bar one it just felt a bit too much and typically he just started getting all his back teeth was poorly throughout it and it was quite hard you know when you're like you're up all night and you're then doing a show at night and then all day you're still with a one-year-old it's like actually it's quite full-on also when you leave and you say to Justin I can't off now and uh, leaving like like, a whingy yeah Yeah. (laughs) have fun enjoy (laughs) (laughs) and they've you know they've been at work all day then they come back to that it's Mm. you know it's a real like it's a juggle isn't it so then I didn't do one for a little while um and then when I did big they were both older obviously I only had the two and they were like 
four, well then maybe like three and a half, five and a half, nearly mm. six. And that felt like a whole different ball game, which they still seemed like they were really young when I say it like that. But actually coming from where I'd come from, it, it felt a lot easier doing that. Yeah. It felt like Justin totally had it. Like he knew like, yeah, they'll go to bed and... I guess also yeah, it's a fine. you know wonderful opportunity to do things like that. Like I've, I mean, I've always wondered was, what it feels like to do a musical. It's it's a really amazing. Like if you want to do it, you should so should. I just there's no feeling for some reason for me like being on stage in in that world. I don't know if it's just because I grew up doing a lot of theatre stuff that it sort of brings back all those feelings, but doing big after having like another baby and not being on stage for quite a long time it did feel really amazing like yeah. I properly felt like I embraced it and enjoyed every single performance like just felt so lucky to be able to do that if when I do shows it's almost like I do that as like a treat to myself <laughs> like a, like okay I'm gonna do something for me now just for a few months because I know I'm gonna look like enjoy it so much um and it was quite a short run again it was like two or three months so that's enough knew, isn't it like I'll be done before Christmas and yeah. normality sort of resumes but it's enough time to bed in with it and get really into the rhythm of yeah. what the whole show is yeah and- yeah so I can't really imagine what it must be like to do the same show like that, like weeks on end, but then you really find that bit where it just kind of probably just hits a, a gear where you don't really have to think about no. it and you can actually really enjoy it. Yeah. Because you know all your lines, you know all the yes. songs. And you know what? what's weird about musicals, and I don't think you ever appreciate this when you watch one, obviously, but the show becomes more about your backstage tracks mm-hmm. than your one on stage. So... You know, if you get on really well with like your wiggy or your mm-hmm. makeup girl, you all, you have all these different moments that you chat to your dresser or those people yeah. while they're getting ready for your next scene. And actually, it's like a social life. Like, yeah. that's actually like really nice to chat to different adults. And, you know, I've been really lucky that all the shows I've done, everybody's been really lovely. Yeah. And um, you all have these, yeah, these tracks that you go through every night and then it just, it's just fun. You know what? The only thing I can compare it to is actually Strictly because that's the thing yeah. I did for the. My yeah, mum always jokes it's the, well. the. What she say? It's like the, the longest job I've had, like you know, consecutive job I've had since I left school. It's full on um, though, isn't it? Strictly, did you find? Very full on, yes. I didn't know it was going to be that full on. <laughs> Me neither. So I did that when my third was about eighteen months. Oh wow! And um, that's amazing. Well, I don't know. It was just very intense. Very. very I think I thought, oh, I can dance a little bit. It should be fine. I think you did the year before me, weren't you? Possibly, yeah, I was 2012. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I did not think it was going to be this hard. Like, I really have to, I need to rehearse all day or I'm not even going to be able to get through this dance. No, and it's like cramming for a test. But it's a test where if you don't get a grade, then you actually will leave the show. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. Like, Okay, it was like wedging bits of information into my brain it just was hard it didn't stick the way I thought it would I think it's all so new and then just when you master one dance they're like okay it's a completely different one now forget everything I just told you <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's not straight legs it's bent knees it's da 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 and you're like <laughs> but I loved it but again it was more that I loved Pasha he was so lovely yeah. and that was kind of the best part of the experience was learning to dance and making a friend in him because he was just such a nice guy. Yeah, I can imagine he was a lovely teacher, actually. He was, I really, liked really patient. 
Yeah, and actually, you you need to get on with your, you know, your dance teacher because it's you, you spend you so much time it's together. So intense, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? And you have to be able to just be like your honest you as well. Like exactly. If you, if you're tired and stuff, you, you can't keep up appearances for that long when you're doing it every day or no, all no. day. No, I always want think that when they you know, people say about, oh, you know, so-and-so is faking it on the show, it's like, you, honestly, it you, you you can't, can't sustain because yeah. it's so full on. You can't, you, you're just your real self. Like, yeah. You just can't, you can't put on a pretense. It's, you're too knackered yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and raw. And, and also you care about it. You want it to work and you can't yeah. fake the dancing. It either no. comes together or it doesn't and I think I don't know if you found the same like if you're learning a song and it's, you're not familiar with it if you get fluff a bit in the verse you can pick it up in the bridge and then mm. you get to the chorus and you know that's you know safe again work, yeah. with a dance if you miss a bit here then it means you're not in the right place for that bit and it's like a, a like domino <laughs> I went wrong nearly every single performance <laughs> and I'm not really that person and I know why it is because I'm the kind of person that will make sure that I've rehearsed enough so mm. that I don't go wrong. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I have that work ethic and I'll just make sure. But I did not have enough time because yeah. I had other stuff going on as well. So there was just always that like, oh, will she, won't she get through it? And it was just, it would sometimes be the smallest thing that I would be able to like blag, but I'd just be like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? There's always <laughs> something. <laughs> I think it's nerves as well, though. It's so, yeah. and, it, and nothing's quite the same as being in a rehearsal room and then suddenly finding yourself on the live show. That was hard, wasn't it? Like you'd rehearse yeah. in the same room and you kind of knew where everything was, and then you'd get in that studio and everything would feel so different. Exactly. But it has the same thing when you're saying about the people and like you spend the time getting your hair done or having your makeup yeah. done, getting your wardrobe sorted. And that was all really nice. And that was all nice. I wasn't loved it? all yeah. that. I clung to the, the people I found that I've got on with, like like little rocks. Yeah. Like, you're a good person. They're We're a nice gonna talk. Calming yeah, influence. Exactly. Chill me out, please. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Just stay away from the chaos. Yes, exactly. Just observe. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned work ethic. Is that something from when you were small? Because it sounds like your family were quite interested in all aspects of yeah. musicals and dance and acting and things from when you were yeah, little. We, we all started really young. It was literally my my best my mum's best friend just called my mum up and was like, oh, I'm going to take the girls. She had two girls similar ages to me and my older sister. I'm going to take my, my girls to this stage school down the road. Do you think your girls would be into it? My mum was like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Pick them up or whatever, take them. And that was it. It was literally like after one one lesson me and my older sister were just like this is this is where we feel we belong wow (laughs) all these mornings of getting up and doing our own versions of like you know Annie and Bugsy Malone (laughs) and all the usuals it was like finally we actually get to do it properly and do shows and it just yeah it just went from there and then I mean we dragged my brother into it he's not ended up in the business but you know he kind of enjoyed it for a while. <laughs> um, but then my younger sister's an actress as well. So, yeah, it's just wow. clearly quite in the in the blood, as I'm sure it probably feels like that with your family, with you being both performance. You can see that it does pass on, doesn't it, sometimes? So we did used to do a lot of, a lot of rehearsing after school, a lot of rehearsing at the weekends and stuff. And I think it was quite a strict school. So I always really felt like you've got to really rehearse and everything's got to be perfect. So maybe I took that on with me a bit into, you know, performing as an adult. That's not a bad trait, actually, that, because I think that that's preparation, isn't it, basically? It, It does make a massive difference as well. I do struggle with nerves. 
Um, I love performing and I love the feeling that I get, but I do get nervous. Just before you go out and then do they sort of dissipate when yeah, you're out there? Yeah, usually a few, yeah. like a few words even out and I'm good. Yeah. But I hate those few first words that, that feel oh, like horrible. they sound nervous and I'm like, oh. It's almost like when you're still outside looking in on yourself, yeah. isn't it? You're sort of hyper aware of everything. Yeah. Like, I'm on the stage, I'm saying my line, I can hear the silence. Of, yeah. You know. yeah. But yeah. then there's this bit where you just forget about it. It does just go, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I said that I, like I do lots of acting I don't but I have it with no, singing but with singing <laughs> it's the same thing with singing absolutely yeah. where you're just like okay once yeah once you've sung the first like couple of words yeah. and they come out alright then suddenly you relax don't you it's almost like you're distracted into the project again mm. you've sort of forgotten to remember you're doing it you're just yeah, yeah. focused on doing it which is nice but preparation always helps with nerves and actually my first doing the first musical theatre show that really um, hit home because they rehearse you a lot yeah and actually it made such a difference I mm-hmm. just didn't I had such a newfound confidence because I was like well I'm all right because I've literally rehearsed these songs within an inch of their life so even if something goes a little bit wrong I kind of know how to fix it within yeah. my body and within my voice so it shouldn't actually be too bad what you know even if I'm struggling on that day or I've, I had all these ways to to just switch it up a bit and still make it work. It was really good. So it gave me a lot more confidence. That sounds great. Yeah. I've never had any training, like vocal training until then. Yeah. (laughs) I was 30 years old and I did my first show and they were like, you've never had any? I'm like, no, I don't really work like that up north. It's a bit like, just get on with it. If you can sing, like, you know, go for it. (laughs) But I really appreciated it and I could have benefited massively from doing it earlier. But hey-ho. But you mentioned like where you grew up. So what what was your childhood like? What's growing up in Bradford like? Um, so my mum and dad split up when I was really young. So most of my childhood was just with my mum and the four of us. I mean, my dad was around, but living with just my mum and she mm-hmm. worked so hard, bless her. Um, you know, money was hard, like was tight. And then obviously just kept having kids, just a bit like me. <laughs> and <our> sisters, and, <laughs> and suddenly, obviously the strain's even more, but... We had a really happy home because there were so many of us. I feel like that made our childhood. So mm. I wouldn't have had it any other way, obviously. But yeah, she was a teacher, but then she would she would do like piano lessons for people on the on the estate for extra money. She would like make all our cl- all of our clothes herself. Like I mean, it's a different life to what I've known. Like I I can moan about parenthood like anybody can. But when I ever I think about what her reality was, I'm like, no, I can't because it's a whole different ball game. Um, but speaking of like work ethic, I think that really helped me as well because I saw that in her. I saw that mm. day in, day in, day out. She just didn't stop and she did whatever it took to make sure that we had everything that we needed and Sometimes we didn't, but I knew that she'd tried. So mm-hmm. it was like, that is what it is, you know. Um, she sounds amazing. Making she is. She is. Well. She is. I know we'd hear, oh, it breaks my heart now. As a mum and knowing, <laughs> I don't know about you, but when my kids finally all go to bed, I just want to sit with a glass of wine and just like forget about anything for an hour, like mm-hmm. watch some mindless TV yep. and then have a little chat with Justin. And then I'm like, I'm going to go to bed and then I'll <laughs> yeah. feel human tomorrow. And I'd hear like the sewing machine going like when I was in bed, like that 
because she oh. didn't even have any time to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then me and my sister, because we were so like excited by the fact she could make stuff, would be like, oh, can you make us this puff ball skirt for our disco at the weekend? <laughs> and we want a gold headband to go with it. And, da, 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 da. and she'd be like, yeah, sure. And I'm thinking, God, she must have been thinking, yeah, that's really what I need to be doing right now. <laughs> um, no, but she, but she, she was amazing. Because also it kept her part of your adventures, yeah. part of your plans. And she knew that we, we appreciated it so much, you know. Yeah. But she knows now. I mean, she knows now. I say it to her so regularly. And she's like, oh, it was all right. It was different then. Like, <laughs> she's like, things were easier. Everyone lived closer. She always tries to, like, justify that it wasn't mm. that bad. Like, but I'm like, it seems it when I look back. Yeah. But, yeah, the work ethic helped me a lot and as soon as I could start working doing like jobs to pay for my own stuff I really like took that baton on and took yeah. that pressure off her yeah yeah well that's really special as well isn't it and it sounds like you're really close which is lovely yeah we are yeah we are. I do think that comes sometimes from having a single parent family that you cling to each other because people do say to me god you're so close like we're all kind of friends and we've all got different relationships between the four of us but it's like, yeah, we actually really do enjoy spending time with each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess as well, if you're a single parent family, your mum had to be probably quite good at delegating, giving you extra mm. responsibilities. Yeah. Independence. You grow up a little bit quicker, for sure. Exactly. But what do, you, what do you think is similar with how you're raising your boys to your childhood? Are you you're not with the sewing machine by, not by with, night? I'm not with the sewing machine. <laughs> Although I do do a lot of, like, practical stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I like them to see that. Like, I do a lot of decorating, a lot of you know, upcycling and stuff. And Justin does, you know, all of the kind of handy man stuff around the house. Like we, they don't God, see people so doing much for us, you know, like we do everything ourselves, and so they love that. take your pictures off the wall, is, is, is Justin doing the one most of the hanging? And is it only one nail behind? Because well, <laughs> Richard, if I take anything off the wall that he's had a go at, there'll be like three attempts. Do you know what? <laughs> In fairness to him, <laughs> mirrors are a nightmare, so they do sometimes <laughs> go wrong. I wouldn't be sure that we couldn't move some mirrors and be like, oh, didn't quite work. So maybe give him some slack. Even <laughs> even people that really know what they're doing can mess those things up. So little um, jobs as well like that. Like hanging stuff's tricky. Sometimes it's like the smallest things, isn't mm. it? But like the kids get, get involved with like things like decorating and That's like cool. Bobby would be able to name every single power tool that Justin's got like yeah. he's so into it that's cool um, so is that what Justin does now he does property stuff yeah so he does a lot of renovations and then you know we've got a company together and he manages the rentals that we've got and mm. so he's constantly doing that's repairing cool. and then constantly doing it in our own house as well but it's fine um, yeah but in terms of like the similarities of of my kind of family with my kids and how it was for me, like the, you know, the financial aspect and not having any like financial worries is such a massive thing. Mm. It It's, you can't compare it in a way. Like I sometimes look no, at my yeah, kids yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, you just don't, you have no idea. And I do say that to them and I know that they're looking at me like, no, we don't. <laughs> Um, like they drove past my house that I lived in, that I grew up in my whole life. I was like, come and see where I used to live when I lived with Nanny up in Bradford. And they looked at me like, oh, poor you. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's fine. It's like a normal house. <laughs> but, you know, like they couldn't, they were like, is that is that the garden like, that you grew up with? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, look, guys, 
I'm constantly kind of trying to like make sure that they've got some sort of grasp on reality. Like I feel like they have, but it is hard. Kids only know what they know, don't they? Yeah, I was going to say that. They get born into whatever they get born into. And I feel feel really grateful actually that I don't have to put any of those pressures onto them because not, it wasn't my mum's fault, but we were very aware of all of that stress. We knew we didn't have enough money. You know, we knew all of those things and it's not her fault. It would have been impossible for her to try and pretend everything was fine when she's on her own with four kids. Like, no one would expect that. But I'm glad that they don't have those worries. Um, But the, the, the little ways that I can try to find to ground them I do you know yeah making them do stuff themselves or just I don't know it's no, I hard think, sometimes isn't it I think that's actually like one of the single biggest differences you can do in that way and as I, we have the same thing in terms of like making sure the kids understand it but also not giving them too, a sort of reverse burden of like you better be grateful for everything yeah. because not everybody has that because that can actually backfire a little bit and make yeah. them feel like really uncomfortable yeah. you know about about how to handle money things or I don't know I think it's just hard to get a good grasp of money full stop and especially now that you don't even have pounds and pence to show for things so they can't no. save in the same way that we would have done no and that's a slightly different conversation but I'm just kind of it's things I think about because yeah it's hard yeah I and like your kids are obviously their ages are spread so you you're in different stages aren't you with like your yeah. older ones that's quite a you know they're probably going out and spending their own money now like they're old enough to do yeah, that and it's exactly it's just like trying to teach them I suppose um I guess it's like trying to teach them the value of money I think the one thing yeah. that I would feel like I'd really failed was if I felt like they they treated things like it was just yeah nothing yeah I, that I can't bear that I'm like every everything that you have has been made by somebody and you know you know somebody's work to pay for it like yeah. it's not you know and and also you don't need all a loads of stuff yeah I don't want them to feel like oh, I need to get this like I need to have this it's like you actually don't yeah I know, know. I know I, I did actually read someone saying something like uh, they talk to their kids about how every everybody's money has you know someone's had to work to get that money so you have yeah. to really respect money and when what they choose to spend it on and how, you know, if you've been given something, the value of what's yeah. the work that's gone into that. That's I thought so that was true. quite a nice Yeah, that's a good way to idea. think about it. I'm trying that now. Yeah. <laughs> Every Gosh. week a new technique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Depending on something I've just read on the internet. Yeah. That's <laughs> true though. <laughs> I think you and Justin must have met around the time that I met Richard, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. so like 2002, I think, I yeah, met Richard. it would have been because it was literally like not that long after I got in the band so it was yeah. probably like the end of 2002 so was he signed to Polydor as well at that yeah. time Justin? isn't that funny so they're all part of the same Polydor family yeah it was so funny because I, we just were booked on all the same things obviously because we were all <laughs> were on the same label and um I was dating somebody else when I first got in the band and then I mean there was you know I was kind of obviously finding the the distance thing quite hard and stuff but then Justin just was just always there and, you know, you just can't fight something. And it got to the point where I was like, OK, I'm, I'm going to end, I have to end the relationship I'm in because I, I'm way too interested in seeing when this guy's going to be at the next gig. <laughs> and then after that, we just, we started talking and it just went from there. We just got on so well. And I do always find it so strange when you just meet some 
somebody randomly like that that had a totally different upbringing to you, you yeah. know, in Bristol and um and then you just click like that it's weird isn't it that is because i i didn't realize until recently so he was from tipperary is that right so his his mom yeah they were from tipperary in ireland jesse's any excuse to say it quite frankly tipperary it's just an amazing place to come from yeah and his dad's jamaican so um his mom his grandma you know his mom's mom moved over from ireland to wales and then his mum met his dad because he'd come from Jamaica to Wales. So they met there wow. and then they ended up just moving out of Wales and settling in Bristol. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. He's half Irish, she keeps telling me. But. <laughs> and also I didn't realise until recently that he, ha- oh, he was a dad from when he was 16. He was a dad from when he was 16. Um, his daughter, Baby. Chloe, has actually just moved in with us She's not lived with us before. Really? But she's 24. She moved in this weekend because she's oh doing word. an internship in town. Um, so the boys are actually going to get to live with their big sis for That's a while. So and nice. they're so happy. They're so annoyed that she has to leave so early for work though, yeah. and get home so late. But I'm like, at least she's going to be here every day. Yeah. Um, but when I met him, she was like five. Um, I mean, he was so, so young. Yeah. Like, it's obviously was was tough and shaped who he is as a mm. as a person massively but one of the things that I loved about him so much despite the fact that I kind of was obviously slightly worried of the challenges that might bring him having a little girl the way he like put her first actually really made me think he's actually he's a really good guy like yeah. I already know he's going to be a good dad because I'm getting to see it um firsthand I mean, and she's so much older that it's kind of like me and her are just like friends, and yeah, that's we've a just very never different had any stepmom issues. dynamic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Although she grew up obviously coming to Girls Aloud concerts with her friends and stuff, like she has grown up through everything. She's just the most lovely girl. I can't. It's just been so easy because she's so gorgeous. That's lovely. And I think I just got really, really lucky. And hopefully she feels the same. I'm sure <laughs> that she does. We, you know, that we've just kind of, we we struck a good relationship and just knew kind of what that should be. And it's just always yeah. been so fine. That's lovely. But also she's moving in now. That's so magical, isn't it? What a nice thing. And as you say, she's so much, she's a complete adult. So she's, she's a toad. Yeah, she's an actual <laughs> adult. So yeah. probably Justin will feel quite redundant because we'll be <laughs> wanting to watch all the same things together. And... <laughs> We'll be up here and he'll be downstairs watching whatever he wants to watch. But he's, I think he's fine with it. He's obviously going to be so happy to have them all under yeah. one roof. Um, it is quite an amazing thing because oh, just recently Cole started saying, can I have a little sister? And I'm like, oh, yeah. not that, that question. <laughs> I've had that My for a while. My sister's got four boys. I've got three. So we all oh, really? get this question a lot. Yep. And I'm like, Cole, you've already got a sister. And that's great that I can say that. I'm like, she's moving in. She's a big sister. That's fine. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to have any more. So that's the way it is, I'm afraid. And he's like, okay, yeah. I think it's softened it a bit that she's moving in with us. I'm but quite yeah. impressed you can be quite definite about no more as well, because I think my kids would probably have found, like my second one down is always asking me to have another one. And then he's like, I'm like, I think I'm a bit old. And he'll go, can you at least try? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what? It's... <laughs> 
I know what you're saying and mm. I don't know whether it's just where I'm at now that I just feel quite sure because it's been it's hard isn't it having yeah. a baby and I'm like loving every minute of it because I think it's my last if that makes sense mm-hmm. I'm like oh, I can do this because it's the last time I think what it is for me really is my age and you know some like health issues that I had as well with the last pregnancy would make preg- the next one quite hard so that's helped me a little bit um but also, I would be that person that would just keep keep going. Like, <laughs> I just always crave the baby thing. I know I will. So if I don't draw a line under it, I probably will just carry on. Um, but no, I think that the older ones are just craving more attention from me. And I'm like, do you know what? I think maybe this is a good number. And yeah. obviously we've got Chloe as well. So I feel like it's it's nice to see them watch the baby grow up. But I'm kind of excited for when almost like where you are now, where your youngest is three. And then from then onwards, you can kind of all do things a bit easier, not be so separate. Yeah, well, that's when we had um, Mickey, I remember saying to Richard, do you think only morning was like, I think it's time to watch them grow up now. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I think that's quite a nice way to put it. Really, like, Yeah, okay, maybe it's just time to watch them grow up. I mean, I do like, <laughs> I do think it's amazing that you've got five and I would absolutely love that chaos. I would. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would like, and I do like when you I have see it anyway. Three is loads. Three is a lot, and like yeah. when I see my sister with her four boys, and they're all just so different. It's just amazing to me that you can just keep making them, and they're yeah. all different. I think that's the thing. Different personalities. Mm. I don't know about whether you get this because I think sometimes mums of boys get like this generalization that they assume that all boys just run around like rugby players all day long, Definitely. and I'm like. Oh, not really. Like, mine are very sensitive and they have those moments. But, like, if I look at my sister's four boys, they're so, so different. Like, one's really quiet and artistic, just wants to draw all day long. You know, like, you can't, you basically can't generalise any child. Um, They all just have amazing qualities. And I just, I I get excited at the thought of what else I could produce. (laughs) Like, what's the next one going to be like? But then I'm like, let's yeah let's just try and just chill and like you say watch them watch them grow up yeah no I think you're right and there's definitely that generalization and I always I always sort of push back on it as well because I'm like no they're all really different and sometimes they do art or read people sort of think they're just like busy like destroying their house or something absolutely like my my oldest nephew like he's constantly reading because my sister was a bookworm you know watching cooking programs with her she's like I'm happy I've got you know I've got (laughs) everything covered yeah (laughs) And when, when you were talking about work and you said that you go to work for a treat, so how are you making sure you've got enough of that in your life? I suppose now you've still got a very little one, but... Yeah, um, I think it's quite a good balance at the moment, actually. I'm a bit like, if I do like two, maybe three, I say days a week, but those days might not even be a full day, mm-hmm. like maybe a half day or whatever. That kind of feels like quite a nice balance at the moment. Although I'm a little bit worried that I'm almost spending so much time with with Nate or it or, or it's usually between me and Justin so he's getting us that mm. he's getting really attached to us and I don't know how I'm ever gonna like get him into nursery and stuff no he'll be but fine because he's our last we're just kind of like both really enjoying just being able to kind of juggle it between us so he's not had much outside childcare. yeah but then we had lockdown with my little one being yeah. small and then he just he's gone off and he fine? Yeah. yeah 
I think they're always, I think if they come from feeling safe, they can go and do their own thing. Actually. Yeah. It's just like letting them know, isn't it, that I'm going yeah. to come back and you're going to be fine. Exactly. And then once they kind of realise that, they're usually okay, aren't they? Um, but no, I do, I do like working. Mm. I do. I think I just, if I'm not working, then I'm here just busying myself and <laughs> driving myself mad, tidying things out or sorting, you know, like I just, I'm not very good at like sitting still. No, me neither. Need it's projects. hard, isn't it? When what about music though? Because I know that you love music so much and in your yeah. lyrics says every singer finds oh, their yeah. song and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I sing all the time you know I don't know whether whether you're that kind of singer I feel like there's there's two types some just like to sing on stage and then some just like to sing and oh, I'm I just sing that. all over yeah. the place yeah I'm just that person I mean my kids just I don't even bother telling me to shut up anymore I spent mm. my whole childhood with my brothers and sisters shut up <laughs> and I'm just like it just brings me so much joy but I'm all right doing it in the house as well oh my god me too no ditto and actually I wish my second one, Dan, is the one who said, he literally said to me the other day, can you not sing next to people who don't want to hear you singing? So I had to walk like <laughs> behind him. But Aww. Or you can turn everything into a song or make up silly songs about yeah. things. Yeah, and mine, and mine have really <laughs> taken that on. Like they sing stuff to me all the time. <laughs> I just don't want to go to school today. <laughs> and they start doing a whole song about it and I'm like... Oh, really are my children, aren't you? <laughs> I love, they're such little characters. I mean, I love seeing them, like, expressing themselves like that. Like, Bobby started singing with this, like, really random tone of voice. And I was like, oh, that's different. What's that? And he was like, just trying to make it sound more dramatic. And he'd, like, totally changed his singing voice. That's great. And also, I think singing about things like not wanting to go to school is quite a good way to diffuse tension as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you, just, go, but you can you make it, yeah. yeah. It's the only rule. I like, just keep going. It's so true. <laughs> um, that is basically our, our mornings. Yeah. Um, it is a good way of... It's music solves a lot, actually. It really like, does. mood-wise. My dancing. kids have always gone towards music and dancing to yeah. keep them occupied. And they've got... They love dancing. They can't help themselves. Yeah, no, um, exactly the same. But it's it's really good for the soul. I always say to people that singing is actually like a bit like my therapy. You know, I'm not really big on doing a lot for myself, like self-care-wise and stuff, but actually singing really helps me. And I think I'm happier when I am performing. Like if I'm doing a show, I think I've got like a bit of a general spring in my step because I'm doing that every night. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, it's a really healthy outlet and it's, it keeps you, I think there's a certain thing that happens when you're singing that can just sort of elevate everything. Yeah. It's really lovely, lovely feeling. It's like complete, like sometimes I've done gigs where I, I'm not, maybe it's like a, if I do something like a corporate thing yeah. and I think, oh, the mood here. And I think, you know what, I'll just sing because I just, it's lovely just to sing. Yeah. And then I just try and enjoy just what the, you're doing. Yeah, just yeah. the act of it. And then I kind of lose myself in it a bit and it's yeah. nice. I like that feeling. Um, but it's funny when you say about the kids interpreting things different ways. My fourth one, Jesse, he's got into dancing in a slightly raunchy way. Like he uses oh, his yeah. hips a lot. Oh, yeah. And Nanny Claire, our old nanny, who is my, our kid's nanny for the first 11 years. So she's like family. Oh, nice. She's come to stay with us for the weekend. She said, what's he been watching that he dances like that? And I said, Magic Mike. 
And she went, what's that? I said, it's a film about strippers. And she was like, I can't believe you let him watch it. And I'm like, I don't really. I was joking. I'm clearly not watching <laughs> Magic Mike with my six-year-old. No, but it's funny you say that because Bobby's the same. It's like really full on. Yes. And I'm like, I just so, don't. I think it's within them. Like they just have that rhythm yeah. and they know how to use it. And then you're like, I don't really know if I should make a thing of this yeah, exactly. or just let him get on with it. But he's literally like, <laughs> up to the baby like giving it full on and I'm like this is really weird but I don't want to make it like a thing I'm so the same honestly it's exactly the same but then I think you're right about it being in them because then Mickey would try and copy Jess and it's not the same and I'm no. like you've either just yeah. your hips move like that or absolutely <laughs> Coles will never move the same as Bobby's Bobby's like he's on a different level yeah and so now I'm just like oh yeah you're such a good dancer let's just keep on that but he it's just when I see what can physically come naturally come out of him, I'm like, God help me. Nah. When he gets to the age of girls and stuff, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've, uh, I've got my work cut out with that one, that's for sure. Oh, and I think that sounds great. It sounds like good parenting to me. And um, and also, you've just had a weekend using music to celebrate things with, you know, the primary, but it's like, it's yeah. such a magical thing, music and dance, like. It just evokes so many emotions, you know. It does. I always use music. Like, sometimes you need, you almost, sometimes even, like, you know, with the the grieving process, obviously, with Sarah, like, I've actually put songs on that that I know are going to actually let me get some of it out, you know, Mm. that I know they are going to make me sad, but I feel like I need that. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to. Yeah. It's like when you're going through heartbreak or whatever, you know, well... For me, it was quite a long time ago, the last time I went through that. But where you seek out all the, the saddest yeah. songs that are just going to make you pour your heart out. But actually, you need you need to do that. Yeah, and it's like the songs are speaking to you. Yeah. They're like, wow, they yeah. how, how have they got it so accurate yeah. about how I'm feeling? I know, but then you look back now and you're like, oh, really? <laughs> Is that what I was using to get through it? But you use whatever you have to at the time. Definitely. And it can equally just like pick your mood up yeah. in seconds, can't it? Yeah, yeah. And I have to say as well, listening to your entire back catalogue over the weekend, you've got some brilliant songs in there, oh, bloody hell. I've not lis- I haven't listened to many of them for a while, actually. I think the time will probably come. That might be one of the harder things to go back to. Yeah, maybe. But they, it's brilliant and it's full of joy and, yeah. and vitality. There's like so much bounce in there. Yeah, they're and fun a, songs. And a lot of personality as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Kimberly. Oh, it's no, been an absolute you. pleasure talking to you. My tea is just about still warm. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely chatting to you. Thank yeah, you. you too. Thanks. We've got to get our little hip-swinging lads together, I reckon. I think so. Imagine. <laughs> she get them all together. Just let them go crazy. Yeah, yeah. They love it. They <laughs> absolutely would. See what I mean about being calm and relaxing? And uh, it was a really, just a really lovely chat. So thank you to her. It was a real privilege for her to be so open with me about everything that she's experienced, especially losing a friend like that. Um, I'm sure we've all had a bit where we've lost a significant person in life and then, yeah, it's just knocks you for six, that kind of grief, doesn't it? Anywho, uh, what else have I got going on? I'm actually clutching as I talk to you. Uh, a really gorgeous. I've just bought a present for a friend of mine for her birthday, and I found an amazing copy of Abba's Greatest Hits. It's a really good cover. It's in really good condition. Oh, vinyl. Do I give it to them or do I keep it? 
message on a postcard. And I'm also holding some massive flowers. I bought some hydrangeas. I love them. And they last a really long time. So who knows? They might still be looking fresh when I came back from Australia. Because they kind of dry out, don't they? And I've also been finishing off a live album. Done an album from Live in the Palladium. And actually, I said to the chap who's done the artwork, a guy called Luke Insects, I said to him, I want the album, vinyl of the album, to look a bit like a really cool album you'd find in the charity shop, which is, of course, what will eventually happen to all my music, some sooner than others. But <laughs> I'm really pleased with the artwork. He did a great job. And it sounds wicked, actually. Um, I'm really pleased with how it's turned out. So I've included all the covers I did on tour. And then, most excitingly, probably, is I haven't just finished, I've literally just finished my, my album. I, that's my new album that's taken the longest of any of my records. Uh, but, you know, we did have a global pandemic for a couple of years of, of songwriting. So it's really, really done, and I'm super, super happy with it. And uh, that's going to be coming in spring. So, you know, it's nice. I'm so excited to have some new beginnings, actually. It's been a long time since I finished a record, and I really needed it. Anyway, that's me. So, listen, whatever you're up to for Halloween, have a good one. I'm going to be trick-or-treating with the smalls and uh, probably trying to convince them that whatever they said they wanted to be dressed up as is what we're still going to dress up as because they always have a last minute. But I actually wanted to be something else. Uh, yeah, I think we're in good shape. Go trick-or-treating and all that. And then have a birthday in the house. Whoop, whoop. All right. I should probably look where I'm going. I'm talking to you along crossing the road. Anyway, that's love. See you soon. Uh, yeah, see you next week. Bye-bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.